great singing. You can be seated. I hope that he is your friend and that you're walking with him. You know, a friend is somebody you communicate with. Somebody told me this a couple of weeks ago. A relationship is built around commonality, two people having things in common. Friendship takes commitment, doesn't it? It takes commitment in that relationship. And I'm thankful for the great commitment God continues to demonstrate to us in his faithfulness to us. And he gives us his word, he sent his son, and he gives us his Holy Spirit. We're continuing our study tonight on the ministry of the Holy Spirit and talking tonight about the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit of God. Last week we looked at how the Holy Spirit works in salvation, how God works through his Holy Spirit to bring us to Christ in saving faith. And tonight we want to talk about the sanctifying ministry of the Holy Spirit. You know, salvation is a miracle. It is a miracle every time somebody gets saved. I'm so thankful for that miracle that God does. God saves you through the blood of Jesus Christ and He indwells you with the Holy Spirit of God. In salvation, God set you apart as His child. And now you are free to live for Him. The Holy Spirit is at work in you then to sanctify you or to make you holy or pure or to consecrate you, to set you aside for God's use and for God's purpose. Now, when you got saved, God through His Spirit sanctified you and that He set you apart as a child of God. I'm going to get into a couple of detailed ideas here tonight and I want you to stay with me because when we talk about that Holy Spirit work in saving us and sanctifying us that's called positional sanctification in other words when you receive Christ Jesus God sets you apart and he says this is my child you are positionally in Christ and there's nothing that can ever take that away. Romans 8 tells us there's nothing that can separate you from the love of Christ. So that's positional sanctification. But tonight, we're also going to be talking about progressive sanctification. That's the process by which God, through His Spirit, working through His Word, works to continue to change us to be more like Jesus Christ every day. Because the reality is this. When you were saved, while the Holy Spirit sanctified you, He set you apart as a child of God, you still have to wake up every single day and face the struggle of sin. People struggle with this idea of the difference between positional sanctification and progressive sanctification. They are two different ideas, but they're not ideas in opposition to one another. Rather, they work together in the life of the believer. Some people think, though, well, I'm saved. Why am I still struggling with this sin? I thought God saved me from my sin, and He did. But there's still the process of changing you, changing those habits, changing the way you think, changing how you do life to be like Jesus Christ. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight, how the Holy Spirit does His sanctifying work in and through us. His work doesn't stop at salvation. The Holy Spirit's work continues every moment of every day 
to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. See, the Christian life is not just a life lived with new purpose or with new energy. The Christian life is not just turning over a new leaf. Rather, the Christian life is an entirely new life. New life in Christ. And just like you couldn't give yourself this new life, it's only by grace through faith, right, in Jesus Christ, so too you cannot live the Christian life in your own strength. You weren't strong enough to save yourself, and you're not strong enough to live the Christian life on your own without the Holy Spirit's help. God's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Life, that's eternal life. That's new life in Christ. Godliness, that's then that process of sanctification, of being set apart, of growing in our purity and in our walk with God to be like Jesus Christ. So I'm going to give you seven different things that the Holy Spirit does in His sanctifying work in our life tonight. And some of these we will expand on more in some coming weeks in our study on the Holy Spirit. But let's start off with this first one tonight. We see the sanctifying ministry of the Holy Spirit in that the Holy Spirit searches. He searches us out. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And you may want to jot these references down in your notes there in the blank space because we have a lot of scripture to look at tonight. And so you may get, your fingers may not be fast enough to turn to all these as we go. So I've put the scriptures up on the screen so you can follow along there. But as we're going through this study of the Holy Spirit, I really encourage you to write down these references so you can go back and study this out more and refer back to it to help you along the way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. Here it is. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Turn back with me over to the Old Testament, to Psalm 139. As King David cried out to God and he said in verses 23 and 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart, try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. One of the ways that the Holy Spirit works in sanctifying us is as He searches us out. God's Holy Spirit knows you far better than you even know yourself. That's why David prayed to God, search me. And know me. That's why in 1 Corinthians, as Paul the Apostle is writing here, he says, No man can know the things of a man save the Spirit of man. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. God's Holy Spirit is like a, a magnifying mirror that, as, we, as He does His work in us, have you ever looked at one of those mirrors that magnifies what you're seeing? You know, on the one side, it's a normal mirror. And on the other side, it's a magnifying mirror. My wife has one of those. I prefer the normal mirror side. The magnifying mirror can be a little bit scary to look at, can it? 
You know, there are things in our spiritual life that sometimes we don't even see. But the Holy Spirit of God works in us to search out those things and to reveal those things to us so that we might change to be more like Christ. He uncovers flaws so that He might purify and sanctify your heart and your life. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit does this, how He searches us out. In a lot of these, you're going to see how they one flows into the next. The second way that the Holy Spirit works in His ministry of sanctifying us or helping us to change into the image of Christ is the Holy Spirit convicts. That's number two tonight. Holy Spirit searches and he, he convicts. We looked at this passage last week of the Holy Spirit's work in salvation. We said He reproves the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. That's His convicting work in our heart. When the Holy Spirit is allowed free reign in your life, He will prick your conscience when you do wrong. This conviction is both a privilege and a gift. Isn't it amazing to think that God is in you through His Holy Spirit helping to convict you and help you to know what's right and what's wrong? The question for us is this, will you respond or reject the conviction of the Holy Spirit? Will you surrender to it or will you silence it? Will you harden your heart and resist the conviction? If so, you will lose sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's convicting work in your heart. The Bible speaks about what that looks like over in 1 Timothy 4.2 when it says, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Say a conscience seared, it's kind of like a callus, right? Over time, if you work your hands a lot, if you're rubbing up against things, you'll build up calluses on your hands. People build up calluses on their feet. I remember as a kid running around barefoot all the time. And, you know, I could run on burning hot asphalt or gravel roads and it didn't bug me at all because my feet were tough. Now I have wimpy feet because I wear shoes all the time. And so I'm extremely sensitive <laughs> to those things. I wear shoes in my house a lot too. You know, the dangers of a house with lots of boys, Legos balls and trucks and cars and other things underfoot it's helpful even to have a pair of shoes right next to the bed because even in the middle of the night if you have to give up you never know what you might step on in the night we know what it is to be sensitive to things underfoot do you know what it is to be sensitive to the holy spirit's convicting work in your heart when the Holy Spirit convicts you of something, whether it be through you reading God's Word at home by yourself or when you hear a message being preached or someone else saying something, don't resist that. Respond to it. Don't grow callous to the gentle prodding and pricking of the Holy Spirit in your life. He, the Holy Spirit searches us. He convicts. Number three, the Holy Spirit teaches. He teaches John chapter 14, verse 26. Let's turn over there. We're going to look at a couple of passages in the book of John here relating to this point. John 14, 26 says this, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, 
He shall, here's our word, teach you all things. And bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. It tells us right there, the Holy Spirit will teach us. Turn over a couple pages to First Corinthians, or I'm sorry, John 16. We were in John 14. Turn to John 16. John 16, verse 13 says this, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself. For whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. John wrote these things here talking about the Holy Spirit and when He would come. He's quoting Jesus Christ as Jesus was teaching His disciples about the ministry of the Holy Spirit before the Holy Spirit had even come, right? Because He's he's giving us in your Bible, like mine, it's probably in red because these are the words of Christ. So this was before the Holy Spirit of Christ came. But in 1 John chapter 2, The same author here, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is now writing about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, having lived and experienced it. Look at 1 John 2, verse 27. It says, But the anointing which ye have received of Him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in Him. The Holy Spirit is a teacher that will help you to understand God's Word. The Bible tells us that the things of God must be spiritually discerned. We need the Holy Spirit of God to teach us and to work in us to help us to understand the Word of God. Think about our first two points, searching The Holy Spirit's searching work and convicting work fit very well with His teaching work because He searches out what's going on in your life. He can get down and into the nitty-gritty stuff, things that you may not even realize about yourself. He then brings conviction in your heart, and then He teaches you the Word of God, exactly what you need to hear. Have you ever been to church, I know I have, and felt like the preacher was reading your mind. Well, good news, I can't read your mind, but God can. He knows what's going on in your heart. He knows what's going on inside. He even knows the things that are going on that you're not even really clear about what's going on. I know something's up, but I don't know what it is. You ever seen somebody and they just have that look on their face and you say, what's wrong? Nothing. Something's wrong. Maybe they're not saying, or maybe they're not even really sure how to say it, but something's wrong. God knows. The Holy Spirit does His work of teaching us what we need to hear. You know, it's amazing. You can hear one passage of Scripture, and many people, God works in different ways in their lives through it. Two different people can hear the same sermon, and God can prompt them in very different ways about things that are going on in their lives. It's not because their their spouse came and told on them to the preacher. No, it's because the Holy Spirit is doing His teaching work, His searching work, His convicting work in your life. If you're new to this, some of you are new believers, this can almost seem a little weird at first. It's not spooky. 
It's God. It's God doing His work in you. And it's not something to be resisted. Rather, it's something to be received and invited and and learn to be even more sensitive to and listen well to Him. The Holy Spirit, He searches, He convicts, He teaches. We're talking about His sanctifying ministry in our life. Number four in your notes, the Holy Spirit reminds. He reminds us. These are all things that He uses in our life to help us to grow. So yes, we're positionally sanctified in Christ if you've received Christ as your Savior. But this is the process how He helps you to grow. He searches out the things. He convicts you about what's going on in your life. He teaches you the truth. And then He keeps reminding you of that truth over and over again. Let's look back at the verse in John chapter 14. We were just there a moment ago. John 14 and verse 26. We focused on the fact that He teaches us in this verse, but notice the next phrase. He says, and bring all things to your remembrance. How does he bring things to your remembrance? He reminds you of stuff. He reminds you of the truth of God's word. He prompts you to remember truth and to do what's right. I've experienced this. I've been sharing the gospel with somebody and they'll ask a question and the Holy Spirit will bring a verse of scripture to mind, I think. I can't even believe I just quoted that verse. I can't remember the last time I quoted that verse, but the Holy Spirit will bring it to mind. The Holy Spirit will help you recall truth when facing difficult life decisions. The more you walk with God and read His Word and spend time with Him, you'll find yourself facing situations and say, you know, I know what I'm supposed to do here. Well, how do you know? Well, I was reminded of this truth. I heard a message one time, or I read this in my Bible. I know this truth. How do you remember all those things? The Holy Spirit does His work of bringing things to your remembrance. Learn to listen to and obey every impulse of the Holy Spirit. Every day of your life, the Holy Spirit of God desires to prompt you and to remind you even of the little things that you should be doing along the way, like loving your spouse, nurturing your children. Holy Spirit of God will remind you to witness to others, to help a neighbor. He may remind you to pray for somebody to encourage your pastor, to care for a Christian, or even to send a note of gratitude to a friend. The Holy Spirit does His work of reminding us of truth. Now, I think it's important to note, right? That's, we're talking specifically about the Holy Spirit's work, so let me take one step aside here. The Holy Spirit is not going to remind you of truth that you're not taking time to learn in the first place. Don't neglect the study and the reading and your time in the Word of God. Because the Holy Spirit isn't going to remind you of something that you don't know. In God's Word, He's given us everything that we need to know right here. So get to know what's in this book, and then let the Holy Spirit of God remind you of that truth so you can go back to it and live it out every day. The Holy Spirit, He does His work 
to search us, to convict us, to teach us, to remind us. And number five, the Holy Spirit enlightens us. He gives light. He helps us to see what we would otherwise miss. A person who hears and listens to the Holy Spirit may seem to the outsider, to the unsaved person, as somebody that just seems like everything works out sometimes. How, how did he know that was going to take place? How, how did he foresee that taking place? Well, the Holy Spirit helps us to see where others can't see. John 16, 13. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Did you hear that? He's going to show you things to come? Holy Spirit gives light. He, he guides us into truth. He gives discernment and wisdom. He applies truth to the specific moments that you're facing right now. Have you ever been in a situation as a believer now where you face a situation, somebody says something, someone asks a question, you say, well, here's, here's what we ought to do here. Well, how did you know that? The Holy Spirit reminds and the Holy Spirit enlightens. He gives light in situations where other people feel like they're just fumbling around in the dark. How did Peter and John, thinking to our study in the book of Acts, how did Peter and John know that they were supposed to help the lame man? Well, they were prompted by the Holy Spirit. Why did they then get up and preach the gospel? Where did the power come from? The Holy Spirit. See, they were living in obedience to the Word of God, but they were also obeying the prompting and leading of the Spirit of God. But remember when the Sadducees and, and the Pharisees brought them in and began to threaten them and question them about what they were doing? How did Peter and John know what to say and how to give an answer? Acts is very clear. They let the Spirit of God enlighten them and give them direction on what to say and what to do. I think it's amazing to see the Spirit of God at work in and through us to do His sanctifying work, to make us more like Jesus Christ, to make us even more useful in God's service. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's not humanly possible. It's only possible supernaturally through the work of God, the work of the Spirit of God. Number six, the Holy Spirit produces growth. Produces growth in your life. We're going to take a lot more time on this in a few weeks, but look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. These are often referred to, right, as the fruit of the Spirit, because that's what Galatians calls them. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. See, personal life change is produced by the Holy Spirit of God at work in you. He takes the Word of God and He convicts, He teaches, He enlightens, 
and searches us out to help us grow to be like Jesus Christ. God's Spirit at work in your life should cause others around you to sit up and say, something's different about you. Something must be going on in your life. What happened to you? Well, the Lord is working, and God can save you too. Jesus saves. The Spirit can do His work to change you. So the Holy Spirit produces growth, and then number seven tonight, the Holy Spirit produces holiness. Holiness. There was a pastor back in the 1800s in Scotland named Robert Murray McShane, and he wrote a letter to a young man who was going out as a missionary. And he said this in his letter to him, In great measure, according to the purity and perfections of the instrument, will be the success. It is not great talents that God blesses, so much as a great likeness to Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? It's not just great talent. It's not even so much great talent that God blesses as it is likeness to Jesus Christ. God is our measure. Christ is our measure of holiness. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God's glory, His righteousness, His holiness, that's that's our mark, that's our goal. It's a work of the Spirit to change us to be more like Jesus Christ. Someone once said, you know, if you gave me six hours to chop down a tree, I would spend the first four hours sharpening my axe. God wants us to be holy Christians, set apart for His work, living pure lives. You know, a Christian that's living in hypocrisy like we looked at Ananias and Sapphira on Sunday, or living with sin in their life, an impure life, can do more damage to the cause of Christ than an unsaved person could. God wants our holiness. And you know, holiness is something that many Christians or so-called Christians today could care less about. Many people think of holiness in terms of arrogance or piety, while others just associate it with some kind of energy or sensationalism. But it's not either of these things. Holiness is a practical word that we should embrace as Christians. Holiness is simply purity from sin. It is the ultimate goal for every one of God's children because it is the defining attribute of who God is. The Holy Spirit is at work in you to lead you away from practicing sin on a daily basis. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps to make you aware of sin, right? He convicts you about your sin. He searches you out. He's also the one who helps you deal with the sin. And then He teaches you how to live to avoid sin. This does not mean that walking in the Spirit, you will never sin. Or that you will somehow become sinless. Instead, it means that by walking in the Spirit, you can learn to sin less. Does that make sense, the distinction there? 
Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 say it this way, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You say, well, how do we do that? Well, verse 9, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. It's the Holy Spirit that helps to produce Christ-likeness in us and holiness as we walk with Him. 1 Corinthians 6 This is a classic passage on the Holy Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God. See, if you've been saved tonight, your life is no longer your own. Your life is new life in Christ. It's a gift of God. Eternal life is His gift. So use it for Him, not for yourself. God has set you apart as His child, and His Spirit's at work in you to help you to change to be more like Jesus Christ. So as He convicts, as He searches your heart, as He shows you the sin and the struggle in your own heart, confess it to Him and ask God to help you to change to be more like Jesus, to grow in your holiness and walk with Him. God wants to use a sharp instrument, right, to accomplish His work. He wants to use a clean and sharp and prepared tool to fulfill His plans. But if your tool's all dirty and it's all messed up and it's not sharp and it's not ready, it's not going to function very well when the challenges come in life. The work of the Holy Spirit is amazing. It's life-changing, but it's also a lifelong work. Understand that. It doesn't happen overnight. Don't get discouraged if you're saved and you're still struggling with some sin in your life. The Holy Spirit is working on you. Keep confessing it to God. Keep making choices to put that out of your life. Ephesians talks about putting off, right? Putting off the old man. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind through the word of God and then put on the new man to walk in righteousness and holiness and new life. But that's a work of the Holy Spirit to show you what's wrong in your life so you can confess it, to teach you the Word of God so you know what is right, and then encourage you along the way to keep pricking your conscience and leading you along so that you can learn to stay right. You see how the Holy Spirit is at work in each of every one of us as believers to help to sanctify us and to grow us. This is a lifelong work. It doesn't happen overnight. It will take the rest of your life. It shouldn't discourage you. It should encourage you because I love what the Bible says in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. In other words, if God's word is true, and it is, it says this, the same God who saved you is going to continue to work in you to change you to be like Jesus Christ until the Lord comes back someday not like you're just going to be walking along one day and all of a sudden, oh, the Holy Spirit's gone. He's no longer, no, he's there. He's working. 
Do you always feel it? Do you always sense it in the same way? No. But the Holy Spirit is always working right in line with God's Word. If you're struggling to sense the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life, get back into the Word of God. Spend time in prayer and talking to God, asking Him to work in you through His Spirit. Learn to listen by just being sensitive as you read God's Word. If God shows you something you need to start doing, you read something, you say, I'm not doing what this says I'm supposed to do. Then start doing it. That's the Holy Spirit of God working in your heart. If as you're reading or you hear a message preached and you say, you know, there's something I've been doing that I shouldn't be doing anymore. That's the Holy Spirit of God working in your heart. For some of you, He's probably at work and you just didn't realize it. He's the one that's convicting you. Stop resisting it and saying, well, I don't know what other people are going to say. I'm concerned about what people might think. I don't know what all the consequences are going to take place if I actually do what it says. Trust the Spirit of God to do His work. Don't lose sight of His sanctifying work in your heart. Don't forget that your heart is something that God is continually at work to change to be more like Jesus Christ. Don't resist the sanctifying work of the Spirit of God in your life. There's lots of distractions that will keep you from it. Isn't it interesting how right when you decide, I'm going to follow the Lord and get serious, then you're going to have some new job opportunity come up. You're going to have some new drama in, your, in some relationship in your life. You're going to have something just happen and seem to go wrong, or sometimes something's going to happen and seem to go really right. But whatever it is, it seems to distract you from whatever it is God wants you to do. Be willing to trust Him. Walk with Him. Learn to listen to the leading of the Spirit in your life. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit because He's doing His work to change us to be like Jesus Christ. He searches. He convicts. He teaches. He reminds. He enlightens. He produces growth. And He's working to produce holiness in every believer that walks with Him. We need the work of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. Thank You for the work that the Holy Spirit is doing in our hearts even tonight. Sure, He's pricking some hearts about certain areas of struggle. Maybe He's bringing conviction somewhere, uh, reminding somebody of truth, helping someone else to learn truth for the very first time as they hear Your Word. I'm amazed by the work of the Spirit. Lord, help us to grow in our sensitivity to the Spirit's leading. Just to walk in obedience and truth, to, to be willing to live a holy life that you've called us to and you've equipped us to do, but we must continue to put off those things that would drag us down and distract us from living for you. Thank you for the work of the Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.